are yours from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus, dear friends. The part of God's Word that we'll be looking at today comes from 2 Peter chapter 3. We'll get to those verses in just a minute. But I want to begin with this verse from Paul's letter to the Philippians. He says, It is God who works in you to will and to act according to His good purpose. Through faith in Jesus, God is at work in us as His people, giving us the desire and the ability to make and carry out spiritual plans that are pleasing in His sight. And so it is God who gives us the desire and the ability to carry out this vision that we've established for ourselves as a congregation. To gather for worship, to grow spiritually, to serve God and others, and to share the good news. And so as God's people, we commit ourselves to these things. We commit ourselves to gathering for worship at one of our three services each weekend. We can commit ourselves to serve God and others, maybe by volunteering for various committees or other efforts here at church and in countless other ways in our everyday lives. Over lunch with a friend or over the fence with a neighbor, we're bold to share the hope of heaven that we have in Jesus. These are the things that we do as God's people. But the growing which is going to be our focus today, is just a little bit different. Growing is not so much something that we do, just something that kind of happens, right? But it doesn't happen by accident. God's Word is the thing that causes spiritual growth. We don't just get up in the morning and decide, I'm going to grow spiritually today, and then sit back to see what's going to happen with that. No, instead, each day we commit ourselves to hearing and learning God's Word with this expectation that according to His promise, we are going to grow. But if we are disconnected from the Word, then there can be no such expectation. Well, today, the Apostle Peter encourages us to grow in two main areas, in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. And he'll show us in these verses why both of these things are vital for our lives as God's people in this world. And so what do we do with an encouragement like that? As God's people, we commit ourselves to faithfully studying His Word both at home and together, as our vision statement says, with the confidence that we are going to experience growth. So please listen to Peter's words. He says, So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, 
Be on your guard, so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Grow in the grace of our Lord Jesus. This is really the main reason, the primary purpose why God has given us His Word, so that we can grow in this grace. The Apostle John says this about the Scriptures, that these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. Those words from John really help us to better understand what we heard from Peter just a minute ago. When Peter said that we are to make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Him, make every effort, I mean, we recognize that that's not something that we're able to do, but rather that's something that we must receive by faith. But we know that faith comes from hearing the message. Through faith, we receive the grace that Jesus won for us and for all at the cross. And as a result, we are found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Him. And so this then is the main reason why we devote ourselves to faithfully studying God's Word so that we can grow in that grace. And it's not as if the grace that God poured out on us at our baptism wasn't enough or is somehow insufficient. No, the moment that God brings us to faith in Jesus, we stand in His grace entirely fully and freely forgiven of every single sin, completely covered in Christ's perfect righteousness. But at the same time, we know that we still have this sinful nature. We know that we still fall into sin daily. We know that Satan is still constantly attacking us as God's people, seeking to destroy our faith and rob us of the hope we have. And so we need the regular assurance from God's Word that His grace is ours every single day. And so to grow in grace then is really to grow in the confidence that the blood of Jesus, God's Son, purifies us from all sin. To grow in grace is to grow in our comfort of knowing that as far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. We grow in grace every time we come before our God with open, honest confession and hear Jesus turn around and say directly to us, it is finished. Your sins are forgiven. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This is what it means to grow in grace. To have the Savior's Word directly applied to our hearts. And this is an urgent matter for us. Peter says, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with God. But what it is that we're looking forward to is the last day, the day that Jesus returns to judge the living and the dead. Peter says about that day back in verse 11 of this chapter, since everything will be destroyed on that day, then what kind of people ought you to be right now. And the kind of people we ought to be are those who are holding on tightly and growing 
in that one thing that can preserve us on the great and glorious day of the Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we commit ourselves each day to spending some quiet time alone with Jesus in His Word. Here, our perfect pastor, Jesus, speaks directly to us. He knows our hearts. He knows the sin and guilt that's there. He knows the fears and the struggles and the worries that weigh on our hearts and come into our lives. He knows those secrets that we often try to keep from others. He knows it all. And yet His grace remains constant to each one of us through all of that. He has an answer for all of those things with His promise of forgiveness, with His promise of strength, with His promise of help. He has an answer for all those things with His grace. And in doing so, He keeps us as His people always ready for that day that we're looking forward to. At the same time, not only is it important for us to be in God's Word alone, on our own with Jesus, but also with our fellow believers in order to grow in this grace. You know, as we spend time in God's Word together, we're able to marvel together at all that Jesus has done to unite us to Him and to one another, both now and for all eternity. When we spend time in God's Word together, we're able to hear our brothers and sisters in the faith communicate God's Word of grace directly to us, and we're able to do the same for them. This is what Paul was talking about when he wrote to the Thessalonians and said, therefore encourage each other with these words. So grow in God's grace by faithfully studying His Word both at home and together. But grow also in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Peter says, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. We live in a world where the errors of the lawless are constantly calling for our attention and even our acceptance. The Scriptures themselves, the fount of all truth, are often used to support and promote these errors that are so prevalent in our world. Peter says that ignorant and unstable people distort the Scriptures to their own destruction, and in doing so, they threaten to carry many others away as well. And it's true. There are some things in the Scriptures that are difficult, some things that are hard for us to understand. There are some things, certainly many things, in the Scriptures that aren't going to mesh with our way of thinking. That's always been the case. When the Apostle Paul was preaching and writing about how we are saved by God's grace alone and apart from the works of the law, there are many who took those words of truth and twisted and distorted them to say something else. Some accuse Paul of saying that because of God's grace, we can live however we please or do whatever we want in life. It doesn't matter. It was a lie devised by Satan to appeal to our sinful nature, a distortion of the Scriptures. Some people said that Paul was actually contradicting God when he said that God's people no longer had to abide by all of those Old Testament ceremonies. He's speaking against the word they said. But of course, nothing could be further from the truth. 
They were ignorant in that they didn't understand how Jesus fit into all of those scriptures and how Jesus fulfilled all of those scriptures. They distorted the truth. And those same kinds of distortions go on day after day in our world. And so Peter says, be on your guard. And so how do we do that? How do we stand guard against these things? Well, we do it by knowing the Scriptures and knowing them well. By growing in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. As we hear and learn His Word, God is constantly at work tuning our hearts and minds to His voice so that we won't be carried away by these lies. In this way, the alert goes up very quickly whenever we hear something that doesn't harmonize with the Word that we know well. And we're ready to stand against it and refute it. To the Corinthians, Paul says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. In order to do this, we have to grow in our knowledge of Jesus and His Word. Still, there are some things that are difficult in that Word. There are situations that we face in life where we find it difficult to apply God's Word to those situations. What are we to do in this matter? And so here again is the reason why it's important for us not just to be in the Word on our own, but also together with one another. Proverbs 27 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. God has given us each other for a reason. That we might help each other grow in our knowledge of the Lord Jesus and in our application of His Word. Besides that, writing to the Ephesians, Paul says it was Jesus who gave some to be pastors and teachers so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. As God's people, He gives us this wonderful environment in which we can grow spiritually. He's given us His Word. He's given us one another. He's given us pastors and teachers so that throughout our lives in this world we can continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus. And just as we make plans, for everything else that matters in life. Let's also make plans for this thing that matters most. Again, spiritual growth is not something that we do per se. It's something that God works in us by His Spirit. It's something that just happens, but we know it doesn't happen by accident. With God at work in us, we can make and carry out plans to grow spiritually in our lives as His people. But it's easy to neglect that, isn't it? It's easy to put it off because of all the other things that demand our attention in this world. It's easy to get distracted with so many things that seem so very important. We don't get around to making these plans. I get that. And maybe you think to yourself, well, you know, you're the pastor of a congregation. You're going to be in God's Word every day as you seek to carry out your calling here. And even though that may be true, it doesn't mean that I'm always committing myself to the kind of growth that Peter's talking about here. For me, it means setting aside personal time in God's Word and not just that professional time. 
It means attending worship and Bible studies to be encouraged and sharpened by others and not just leading these things. For you, it may mean taking a close, honest look at your weekly schedule and recognizing that your time spent in God's Word, both alone and with others, has to be the top priority. With God at work in us, let's commit ourselves to this growing. Let's encourage one another along the way. Let's keep one another accountable to this. And at the same time, let's remain confident that God is going to keep the promises He makes to His people when we are planted in His Word. And they're big ones. Let's go back for a minute to Psalm 1 that we read earlier. Blessed is the one who delights in the Word and meditates on the Word day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water. Everything He does prospers. So before we close today, I want to share some of the many opportunities that are available to us here at Bethany to grow in our faith and knowledge together as God's people and also share some ideas for you when it comes to growing individually in that faith. Beginning September 10th, our Sunday morning large group studies will kick off again. 10.15 a.m. here on the Parkway campus downstairs. This fall, we're going to be doing a study of the book of Judges. Shows God's tremendous faithfulness at a time when His people and so many others were so unfaithful. There are so many great applications to our lives in the world today that come out of this book of Judges. Join us for these studies. I'll tell you what I tell everyone about our large group studies. There aren't going to be tests. There, aren't going to be, there isn't going to be any homework. I'll strive not to put anyone on the spot in these studies. Your questions are always going to be welcome. They'll be handled respectfully and on the basis of Scripture, but we won't be trying to single you out. Just come and grow and learn with your brothers and sisters. If Sunday morning doesn't work for you, think about our Wednesday study. We call it our Midweek Oasis, 10 a.m. Again, downstairs here on this campus. This will kick off on September 6th this year with the study of world religions. Not just looking at the facts or the nuts and bolts of these religions, but looking at those most important questions that people have in life and understanding how God's Word answers them more clearly and more graciously than any other world religion has ever devised. Join us for this study. If a bigger group isn't to your liking, we have our small group studies. Those will be kicking off the weekend of September 10th as well. Usually these small group studies are sermon-based. We kind of dig in a little deeper to the message that was proclaimed over the weekend. But this fall, our small groups are going to be doing a study of the life of Joseph. As we go through that, we're going to see a lot of similarities between Joseph's life and our Savior's life. But above all, we're going to see how in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him. There's going to be about five or six of these groups meeting at various times and in various places throughout the week. Sign-up sheets for these groups will start going out next weekend. Take a look and give it a try. It's a great place to grow in your faith. I was reminded after our service yesterday that I kind of left something out of this. We also have our men's morning Bible study, which is kind of a small group, Tuesday mornings at 10. If you like a study just for men, so I know that cuts off half of our congregation, that's okay. Join those guys down there, 7, 7.30? Is that when that starts for us? 7.30. Thanks for that. 
Not just for adults, of course. These growth opportunities are for our children as well. The Sunday school will kick off on September 10th this year, pre-K through fifth grade in our Sunday school. Make it a family thing on Sunday mornings. Come for worship, bring your kids to Sunday school, and then join us downstairs for Bible study. If you have ones that are too little for the Sunday school, we usually have a nursery going on where they can be cared for while you're in the Word. If they're a little bit older than what our Sunday school is, bring them downstairs. They'll benefit from that book, study of the book of Judges as well. Wednesdays, we have our Bible history and catechism classes for those kids that are getting ready for confirmation here at Bethany. We have our monthly teen studies and other events with local congregations to get our teens together and again in God's Word. There truly is something for everyone to grow together in grace and knowledge this fall here at Bethany. But I also want you to think about what your plans are for growing individually. Setting aside some time each day in God's Word. You know, there are all kinds of great daily devotionals out there, many of which you're probably already using. Daily Bible uh, reading schedules and things like that. Seek them out. And if you need a little help, contact myself or Pastor Johnston. We'll try to point you in the right direction. But I want to share two ideas with you. This is one that I use. It's called the Today's Light Bible. Nothing special in and of itself. It's set up to read through the whole Bible in two years in about 15 minutes a day. What I like about this one in particular is that with each section, there's a little introduction that kind of shares this is what you should look for, what you're going to be reading today. Then there's a couple of chapters of Scripture. And then afterwards, there's a few devotional thoughts, a few applications to our lives based on those Scriptures that we just read. It's a great resource, one that I found useful, and maybe you will too. Here's another idea. It's called the story of God's love. It's basically a condensed version of the Bible that flows in chronological order. It covers the whole story of our salvation and it touches every single book of the Bible along the way. This is the book that we're going to be using for our 6th and 7th grade Bible history this year and next, and probably in the years that follow as well. We'll have a schedule of readings from this book each week. We'll have some discussion and application questions, some key points and truths. It's going to take our class two years to get through this resource. But I invite you, if you like, to come alongside us during this time. Purchase a copy of this book. If you want, I'll share the schedule and the notes with you. You can read it along with us as we go. Or maybe you want to move a little quicker through this book. The fact is, if you read one of the short chapters each day, you could be through the whole Bible in summary fashion by the time next summer rolls around. It's God who works in you to will and to act according to His purpose. Over the next two weeks, as we get ready to kick off these various studies and classes, I'm asking all of us to consider, what is our plan going to be for growing in grace and knowledge on our own? And what is our plan going to be for gathering with our brothers and sisters, gathering with the pastors that you've called and which God has provided to grow in that grace and knowledge together? Let's not overlook what a tremendous privilege and opportunity we have to grow spiritually as God's people. I want to close with those words from Jesus that we heard earlier today. 
He said, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friends. For everything I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. We are friends of Jesus. He laid down his life for us. He's taken us into his close confidence. We are the recipients of his divine, saving wisdom. Friends of Jesus, continue every day to grow in grace and knowledge, to grow spiritually. Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you.